Praise the Lord. This is Minister Dawn Richards, and I'm so glad that you're joining me. I'm excited about a new series of teachings that God has laid on my heart to share with you. And I trust God that as you join your faith with mine, as you make a commitment to get this word, to study it out for yourself, that your life will never be the same again. You know, these are very interesting times in which we're living. I think that's probably a big understatement, in fact. And even though everything around you may seem to be shaking, even though when you turn on the news, you can hardly escape the destruction, the uh, calamity, and all of the horrible things that are happening. And of course, the news has a, a special ability to magnify those things. But in fact, we know that these are dangerous times in which we're living. The, living. These are unstable times. And with that instability and with all of the temporal danger and, and things that are going on in the world, you may sometimes ask yourself, you know, how can I know for a certainty that I'm secure? How can I know that my future is secure? And, and what can I do about it? Not wait to see what happens, but actually on purpose, make sure that you're okay, that those you love are okay. Well, I'm glad you asked because God has answered those questions. He's given us, the Bible says, everything that pertains to life and godliness. And with that, he's given us a great gift a covenant provision through Jesus Christ, which is divine protection. And so over the next while, I am going to be sharing a series of teachings on divine protection. You know, I have lived divine protection. It's a message that's very close to my heart and close to me because I've actually walked it out in my life since I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ many years ago. But I don't know that I've ever dedicated a full study to it until now but I believe that now is the anointed time now it is definitely a word in due season to share the things that God has taught me over the years the things that I live out and the reason that I'm here today able to share this word with you is because I have tapped into God's divine protection and it's something that he wants all of his people to be able to lay hold of. We don't have to be the statistic. We don't have to be subject to what the world is subject to. In fact, we're not supposed to be. It's a violation of our covenant benefits. It's a violation of what Jesus died and was resurrected to give us. So we are the example in these last days. We are the light that is to shine out as a beacon to this dark, lost world. And when they see us overcoming, when they see us remaining stable and secure, despite all of the turmoil and, and excuse me, all of the health, quite frankly, that's going on around us, then they're going to want to know what we know, and more importantly, they're going to want to know who we know, being our God. So I'm excited about these teachings. I believe they will totally transform your life. They will give you life on another level, bless the Lord. A life fear, free from fear, a life free from instability, a life free from worry and care about your, about your well-being. Because God has made provision for us in His Word. So as a foundation, and to begin to lay a foundation for these teachings, I want to start tonight in 2 Timothy chapter 3. So I hope you have your Bible with you. If not, go ahead and grab it. You probably want to grab something to take notes as we go through the study so you can refer to your notes. You can study it out again in your own time. You can come back and listen to the messages over again. But we're going to start in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're talking about divine protection meaning protection that comes from God, hallelujah, which is the best kind. 
So 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And I believe that we just established, we can, we can pretty much say that we're here. You know, when Paul was ministering this to Timothy, he was speaking of a time yet to come. He was looking forward to a future day. And we are here. If you've ever wondered, if you've ever asked yourself, how do I know what time it is in, in God's time scale? How do I know we're in the last days? Well, honey, I can tell you we're in the last of the last days. And this scripture is going to bear witness with that. So it says, you know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And another translation says, it'll be very difficult times. And I think that's a very, that's an awesome way to look at it because, and to bring it home, I believe that's the New Living Translation. But it's difficult for people. I mean, people are facing difficulty financially. They're facing difficulty with natural disasters and catastrophes and, and crime and all the things that make these very perilous times. So it's very difficult times um, that have come upon the earth. Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Verse 3, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. For, verse 4, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. So right here, God essentially lays out a laundry list of checkpoints, if you will, to say, you know what, when all these things are happening and they're happening in full force and they're happening with, with regularity and you can almost set your watch by it, so to speak, then I, you will be able to know that you are in the last days. And we can literally go through the list and if we look at society today, no matter where you live on this earth, whether you're in uh, North America, whether you're in Asia, whether you're in Europe, whether you're in Africa, wherever you are on the earth, man is man. Mankind is mankind. And, they, and, and if you don't have the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the nature of the devil. And, and sometimes even when we are born again, if we have not renewed our minds to a certain thing in the word of God and a certain way of living, then we're still prone to fall into some of these ungodly traits and characteristics. But here the Lord lays out a laundry list and he says, you know what, people are going to be selfish. They're going to care more about what pleases them than what pleases God. You know, they're going to be ungrateful. If there ever was a time when there's a spirit of entitlement and, and a spirit of you owe me and, and, and I deserve this, I think it's the day and age in which we're living. And entitlement by, by its very essence goes against gratitude and goes against being thankful and grateful because you can't be gracious to someone and you can't evoke gratefulness from someone when they feel as though they're entitled. You know, God really cannot be gracious to us if we feel as though we're entitled and he owes us. He doesn't owe us, but because he is good, he is inclined and disposed to show us favor and to dispose his grace and to pour out his grace and his love upon us. People are unholy. Oh, yeah, we, we know all about that. We see that every day, unfortunately, especially in the media. Without natural affection, truth breakers, you know, uh, people that 
They break truces. They don't keep their word. They betray you. False accusers. And on and on and on it goes. It says that the crazy thing about it is that they have a form of godliness. So they may look as though they're godly. They may look as though, you know, they are walking with God. But in fact, they're denying the very power thereof. They're denying by indulging in these things, by allowing these things to be a part of their lives. They're they are denying the power of God, which is actually the grace of God. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, the scripture actually says that it is the grace of God that teaches men to live godly in this present evil world. And before that, it says the grace of God has appeared unto all men. So that means that every person on the face of this earth that's living and breathing and walking around at any time has had the grace of God appear to them. And that means that every person has the same opportunity and the same access to the power of God in their lives, to the power of God overtaking their lives, and to lining up their lives with that power so that they can live out a godly life. So really, we don't have a lot of room for excuses. God is merciful. He's gracious. So of course, when we do miss the mark, when we do fall short, we have a Savior who's already taking care of our sins, who's already shed his blood and redeemed us from the eternal damnation that comes with sin. But when you truly understand grace and when you truly love God and you truly are walking with the Lord, you want nothing more than to please him. Yes, you make mistakes. We all do. None of us are perfect yet. But when we do, it's not a place where we can relish and we say, oh, you know, oh, well, I did this or I did that or I'm compromising here. No, you want to get it right because the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Your heart is tender towards God and you want to please the Lord. Hallelujah. So we see the scene. We see where we are in this day and age. And quite frankly, it could be very scary if you didn't know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, it's a pretty scary place to be right now. You know, without God's covering, without his divine canopy, I like to think of it as his divine um, protection, really, over our lives, we are just really susceptible to whatever the enemy wants to throw our way and wants to bring up upon our life. But John 10.10 gives us this good news. It starts off by telling us that the thief, and it's referring to the enemy, it's referring to Satan, cometh only but for and then it tells us the only thing that he will he will show up in your life to do is one of these three things he comes only but for to kill and to steal and to destroy and Jesus then goes on to say but I have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly so see God's plan for us all along from the garden of Eden in Genesis all the way through the end has been abundant life Zoe life, a high life, the God kind of life. Hallelujah. And that is encompassing and divine protection, excuse me, is, is included in that and encompasses divine protection. So let's also now go over to Luke 21. You know, when Jesus was on the earth, Luke chapter 21, he also gave his disciples some insight as he was training them before he was about to leave the earth and and turn his earthly ministry over to them. He was giving them some insight that they in return would teach the disciples that would follow them down through the generations until this present day where you and I are living. 
he wanted his people to be in the know. God is never going to hide anything from us. He hides things for us, but he'll never hide it from us. Because guess what? If God wants it hidden, it's hidden. We can't dig it out. But he doesn't hide things from us. So if you've ever thought God was hiding something from you, if you thought he was keeping his will back from you or keeping you from knowing something, no, the Bible says he gives wisdom liberally to all men and upbraids not. Even if you're not born again, you can access the wisdom of God. That wisdom will actually help you to be born again. Hallelujah. So God is not hiding things from us. He's hiding them for us until we're ready to walk in and we're ready to receive them. Or he's, di he's discerned that this is the time in our lives when we're to come into a certain place of knowledge and understanding. And he was imparting some wisdom to his disciples about the last days. And he wanted to make it very clear to his people what it was going to be like so we wouldn't be caught off guard, so we wouldn't be alarmed, so we wouldn't be afraid, so fear could not grip our hearts and our lives, but we could stand strong in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ as his soldiers, as his elect in these last days, as the army of the Lord, and know who we are and what we're called to do. Glory be to God. So in Luke chapter 21, I want to start in verse 9, and I'm going to read verses 9 through 11, but I actually want to read this particular scripture, uh, set of scriptures from the Amplified Translation. So listen carefully. It says, and when you hear of wars and insurrections, disturbances, disorder, and confusion, do not become alarmed and panic-stricken and terrified, for all this must take place first. But the end will not come immediately. Then he told them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be mighty and violent earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences, plagues, malignant and contagious or infectious epidemic diseases, which are deadly and devastating. And there will be sights of terror and great signs from heaven. So he was laying out here. In no uncertain terms, exactly what the last days are going to be composed of. By and large, especially for those who are outside of the family of God, it's a dangerous time. It's a sad time. In fact, it's an even tragic time. You see, everything that the Lord laid out here, we've seen happen in these recent times. We've seen horrible earthquake, earthquakes. I mean, think about Haiti. We've seen you know, uh, tsunamis. We've seen just all kinds of devastation across the earth, even to the point of people just being so wicked and evil that they will just take another person's life without blinking. A child even will go into a school and kill other children. I mean, these are the days we're living in. And, and it can, it can, if you don't know Christ, if you don't know your your covenant rights in God, if you don't know who you are and what's been made available to you, it can leave you feeling helpless. But that is not God's will. He wants you to know that you do have an answer to whatever the enemy would ever try to bring, whatever he would ever try to show up with. My, our God is greater, hallelujah, and he has an answer to shut it all down. The devil will never be greater than God. He'll never be able to stump God. He'll never be able to triumph over God because God causes us to triumph always in Christ Jesus. And so it's just a matter of us knowing who we are, getting our tools, getting our armor, and being ready to walk it out day by day to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 
So now that we've kind of laid the foundation and we understand basically why it's important that we know about divine protection, you know, you may be saying, well, why did you start with that? I mean, that's not so encouraging. But I started with it, first of all, because it's in the word of God and you need to know. You can't go in a corner and close your eyes and hide and pretend that these things aren't so because they are. And if God's word isn't talking to you loudly, then the world is going to be talking to you loudly. The Bible says there are many voices in the world, none of them without signification. In other words, they're all saying something. Everybody and everything has something to say, but we want to make sure we're tuning into the voice of the Lord. We want to hear what God has to say, what his word has to say, because his word is eternal. And it hasn't changed and it won't change. It's just as powerful today as it was when Jesus walked the earth, when David was in the earth, when Adam and Eve were on the earth, when Solomon, King Solomon was in the earth, when the Apostle Paul was on the earth. Glory be to God. It's the same powerful, eternal word of God that will never pass away. That is working and active and available to us today to live by. The Bible was given to us to live by. It's not just a book of stories. It's a manual for life. And that's a whole nother message. Glory be to God. You know, sometimes I hear and I, and I won't get off on my rabbit trail, but I, I sometimes hear people say, you know, children don't come here with the manual. And I always say to myself, well, I don't know that I agree with that because the manual, in fact, is the word of God. And so if the manual says that physical discipline is appropriate, then. We ought to follow the manual, not what the psychologist said, because I think God knows more about children and human behavior than anyone else. So that's just a little tidbit. I won't go off on, a, on too much of a tangent on that. But as I was saying, the word of God has been given to us to live by. It is the word of life. Jesus is the bread of life, and he has delivered unto us the word of life. So when you come before the word, when you approach the word, that's how you ought to approach it with an open heart and open mind saying, Lord God, what is it that you have for me? Show me how to live out this life before you honorably. We talked about the grace of God that God has given to all men to live godly. It's appeared unto us. Well, how are we going to access it? We're going to access it through the word. It's not just going to rain down on you. I mean, yes, God touches people and he does things in our lives in that way. But the primary way that God exchanges his divine virtue, his divine nature, the scripture says, is through his exceeding great and precious, precious promises. It's through his word. That's his medium of exchange from heaven to man who's in the earth. Glory be to God. So you're never going to be able to live a successful Christian life without the word. If you don't want the word, then you don't want what the word has to offer. It's the wet with the water. So become a student of the word. Fall in love with the word of God all over again and let it transform your life. So that is setting the foundation, setting the, the framework of why it's important that now more than ever, we lay hold to our covenant provision of divine protection. You know what? Your very life could be at, at stake. And this is a life-giving, life-saving message. Hallelujah. So what I want to do now is I want to, before I dive into some specific areas of teaching on divine protection, is I simply want to take you through some of the scriptures that have really been foundational for me. And I think are foundational when you think of divine protection, these scriptures should always be in your Rolodex, if you will, of divine protection uh, references. They speak so strongly and so thoroughly 
of God's protection on every front. It, it, it's like God left nothing out. He left nothing to chance. The devil doesn't have one ounce of wiggle room. Glory be to God. And so I want to start by sharing with you several of those scriptures. And then from there, God has given me some key areas that I want to really segment and, and dissect and kind of dive into uh, from a topical standpoint. I will say I'm also going to share some testimonies with you of how this has worked in my own life. Some very serious scenarios that I've encountered, actually life-threatening scenarios. So when I tell you that I know a bit about divine protection, I truly do because I've lived it. And I've, I've had God minister things to me that have changed my, transformed my life and transformed the way I see things. And, and it's enabled me to share it with others and help others to live the same way. So I'm excited about it. So in our few moments remaining um, for this for this segment, I want us to go to Psalm 91. Glory be to God. Psalm 91. This has to be the crown jewel of divine protection scriptures. When I think of divine protection, if if someone were to tap me and say in one 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 minute or less, tell me what you have to tell me about divine protection. I would simply minister the Psalm Psalm 91 to them. You know, if you are in the military or you have loved ones in the military or if you're facing any kind of danger, you can have no greater defense than Psalm 91. We're going to look at some other scriptures too, but this really is, if you will, the creme de la creme, in my opinion, of, of just how God sets out the table of divine protection before his people. So Psalm 91, we're going to start in verse 1. And I encourage you to learn this scripture, learn this psalm by heart, put it up in your home, put it on note cards, keep it in your car, keep it at your office, on your desk, tape it to the mirror until it really gets into your heart where you can just speak it forth out of your heart. Don't wait until you're facing some type of dangerous or threatening situation. Do it now while the pressure is off. And when you sow that into your heart, you'll reap a harvest of faith and strength when you need it. Glory be to God. So starting in verse 1, Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now that's the Amplified Translation. Actually, I'm going to switch over to the King James Version for this first reading through. When we come back, I may do some, some more in-depth teaching and refer to some different translations. So, Let's start back in verse 1. All I'm going to do right now is just read through this, and we'll do some more in-depth teaching, um, or I'm just going to try to read through it. I may have to make a bit of commentary. But essentially, I just want to get this in your heart for now and let you see the thoroughness, the depth of God's covering over your life and His love for you. Verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. 
but it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he's known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. We've come to the end of our time for this session. Please stay tuned. Stay in here with me as we continue in our study of divine teaching. And I look forward to being back, divine protection. And I look forward to being back with you again very soon. God bless you.